Get this show started. Hi, welcome to the Jupiter Farms Residence Podcast. We are in season two, episode two. My name is Matt. I'm the president of Jupiter Farms Residence. I'm Jillian, vice president. And today with us, we have the esteemed Susan Kennedy, who is president of Jupiter Farms Environmental Council and also on the advisory board for Jupiter Farms Residence. Basically, we don't make a move without consulting Susan. Susan, say hello. Hello. Oh, that was good. Well, can I ask you, I just want to ask you a couple couple of stupid questions. Raise your hand. Okay. So. (laughs) Yes, David. Okay, thank you. It's good for radio. Yeah. Love the visuals. You got a face for radio, kid. I do. (laughs) So this soccer complex, complex, what does this thing look like? One, three and a half story, 42,000 square foot building. Yeah. With one, two. This was the last thing that was submitted. That was up. It's five fields, one of which is indoor training center in that building, a half field, two fields, 206 parking spots, and there are two wetlands on there that they had to mitigate. Well, there so, were actually three wetlands. We're not sure what happened to the third, it, but it, there were not three. Not there, there were three identified in the report. And the wetlands, actually, they, were, they wanted six soccer fields, and because of the wetlands, they had to get rid of one, but that was the last thing that was submitted, and it's, it's dense. And one of the things that's important to point out is county in their due diligence, took account of all of the parks in Palm Beach County and said, even if we were building a park here, it wouldn't look like this. The intensity and the density would be way lower. It's denser than any park owned by the county. It's denser than your mother. It's denser than any park owned by the county. And it's important. And they spell it out in the It's important enough to keep repeating. It's denser than any other park in the county. The developer has said repeatedly, oh, it's a park. We just want to do a park for the neighborhood. It's all good. It's all just a park. It's all for the kids. It's not a park. It is a sports industrial complex, basically. And I could drop my kid off at this sports industrial complex and they would have a great day. No, you cannot. No. No? No, your kid would have to join the league that they're in. A league. You'd have to join the league. Well, it's a club. It's a club. Well, and if I'm not mistaken, look, this this league competed last weekend, if I'm not mistaken, and there were, you know. They played in Naples last week. There were 247 clubs with 13 kids from each club doing a tournament. So do the math. We don't have that kind of parking. And And as part part of that league, they want this field so they can do tournaments, which they've already said they would do, oh, a couple of small tournaments. And that's, I mean, crazy. Now, if you think the parents that are coming to that, the numbers are nuts. On Rocky Pines. On right. Rocky Pines, on a, on a and we dead end this, residential street. We went through this with the Wave Park that they right. are allowed to have what are called special events. And these special events are not just one day events. They can have them, Two weeks. I think, three times a year, yeah. but they can have them for up to 14 days per event. So they could... Say, all right, you know what? We're going to... Tournament time. Yeah, park at Publix, clog up that place, we'll shuttle you up, and, you know, it's just... Can you imagine the poor people on Rocky Pines? And for those who aren't familiar with it, so Rocky Pines is a dead-end street. There's about, I don't know, 18 parcels there. We have neighbors that live there. Mm -hmm. This is on the corner of Indian Town. I can't imagine them trying to get in or out of their houses when these cars are coming and going, and and buses. And the county did said the traffic count right now was 10 and it would go up to 400 and something. Yeah. 
420 or something like that. But, yeah. um, so 400 times. But that's just times. on a regular day. Huh. Can you imagine on a tournament day? Yeah. Oh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's more intense than any park in the county. Yeah. Does that make it more likely for them to come back with some more modest version of they it? They still that- need to get the neutral land use change. If they get the land use change and came back with a more modest version, I, I don't, number one, I don't know if that fits in their business plan. And I, and I don't know if that fits within their ego, honestly. And then you'd have to see how small it is if it still fits within what the county will allow. Right. I mean, the county would probably put two fields on a, on a parcel that size. Right. And no indoor facility. Right. You know, the county doesn't build indoor facilities. They have bathrooms. You know. And when it rains, it would be wet until it dries up. Right. And, right. I, know, I forgot to mention in the, in the plans that they showed, one or two of the fields would be covered. So it would look like a giant a horse, a horse arena would be covered. Well, that was the indoor building. But the field would actually have a covering on it so it wouldn't get wet. And it's AstroTurf. That's nice. Yeah. So it sounds from a layman's point of view. What did you that, call yourself? A layman. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I use use those sorts of terms. Yeah, really. Uh, That it's unlikely for this to go through. When we see something come up on Facebook, do not be complacent. Your neighbors aren't going to take care of this. The whole community has to take care of this, right? Because people really came out in force for the last one, right? And And it's really really important. They heard that it was defeated at the planning commission. They don't realize that. That's just a recommendation. It's got to be defeated at the Board of County Commissioners. And right. And besides not being complacent and coming out for that, I think in the future that helps when the entire community stands up on this issue that maybe the next developer or the planner will know that the entire community is going to stand up and maybe not. Jupiter Farms residence means business buster. Yeah. And that's really important. That's important that and instead of just voice. a yeah. like on Facebook, showing a, yeah. a body yeah. in a building is even more important. And, and actually, you bring up a very interesting point, too, because somebody, out of the goodness of his heart, started at the 11th hour a petition on change.org. It's, it's a wonderful idea and it's wonderful sentiment, and it will be absolutely summarily dismissed by the Board of County Commissioners and any kind of a planning zone. We did that before. We had over 500 people sign it. And unless you send an email with your address and your name on it, unless they can identify you specifically as a resident out here, they honestly don't care. They they could care less because anybody can just put it on their Facebook, say, hey, sign this petition for me. It doesn't, you know. You're being Guam. Yeah. So there's different levels that, County commissioners, as well as congressmen or whoever, take into consideration when it comes to public feedback. A phone call is one level. An email is just a little bit higher than a phone call. A written letter Mm -hmm. sent in is higher than that. A body in the office or a body in the chambers is the highest. Right. That is the biggest point that you can make because it means that you've taken the time, the time off work. And this is how important it is to you. So if you can't do anything, give them a call. If you can do a little bit more, then send an email. Make sure your name and address is on it. If you can do a little bit more, then type out a letter and send it in or handwrite a letter. Mm-hmm. They, handwritten letters are fine. And if you can do it and if it's important, then be a body yeah. in the chamber. Or do all four. 
order all four and yeah. we had all four happen and yeah. they had like essentially over 600 pieces of mail and email i thought it was in the sevens yeah and what's nice this got delayed from february 5th um there are people that have, have let me know that already they've asked for that day off in april to, so they can go to the to board take, of county commissioners. That they said we need that's to be huge. there. That's and, amazing, and and they know that. You know, we were really fortunate by having the planning commission do their informational meeting up here in Jupiter Farms at night, and they were wowed when 350 plus people were here and wanted to speak, and really, except for one or two, spoke with one voice, saying, "Not here, not appropriate." Please don't. And for the people that didn't make it to that meeting, our pavilion capacity is 120 inside. Yeah, on a good day. <laughs> we had the doors open with a speaker outside, and the entire, if you've been to the pavilion, the whole pavilion outside to the grass was covered with everybody listening in on that speaker. They couldn't even see the visuals. Yep. And they wrapped for two hours. I mean, it. They wrapped? They were wrapped. <laughs> R-A-P-T. Take a chill. <sighs> wow. Lame. Yeah. <laughs> I just throw out the cue and, you know, I, I slow pitch that in. You could have gone into your whole, your whole thing. I don't beatbox or whatever that is. I can lift. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, we thought that today we would talk about the Jupiter Farms general area. We've had a lot come up on the county level with zoning issues and land use issues. And we wanted to try and get some information out there so everybody can keep it straight how we got to where we are and where we could be going, should be going, hopefully won't be going when it comes to land uses around here. How did we get where we are? We are rural RR10 zoning. What does that mean? Well, how far back do you want to go? 1920. I'd like to go pretty far back. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go back to 1920s. (laughs) <laughs> so this whole area around the Loxahatchee River has always been a farming community. Right. I mean, it really has always been that way. It was originally they, called Italian farms. Before that, it was Indian settlements, which were farmers right. and fishermen. And the district was not created as a housing development. And that's important to remember, I think, for folks, is that we created a water control district here for farming. Mm-hmm. That was the Italian farms plat that was part of the original platting of land in this area. And we were tomato farms and orange groves, big citrus groves in this area. So this whole area was farm, 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 farm. And then in the 50s, Pratt Whitney Aircraft moved into Jupiter Farms as we would know it today. Right. Although it wasn't called Jupiter Farms. Mm-hmm. We would lived out in the country west of Jupiter until the 80s. Mm. Because that's when we first started naming ourselves. So it was always agriculture out here, and it was always agriculture-based. In the early 80s, Palm Beach County created their comprehensive plan. And what that is, is basically you can think of a comprehensive plan as a constitution. Mm -hmm. It's hard to change, but it's your overarching structure underneath all of your land uses. So... They can say there what's industrial, what's residential, what's agriculture, what's commercial in a broad sense. What they did was they took the county and they kind of painted swatches around and said, this is where we want to keep rural. This is where we want to keep urban. And this is the transition area. And these are the agriculture areas and these are the industrial areas. 
our area was considered rural because we are so spread out and our land uses at the time especially were very low. So we were designated rural residential mm-hmm. at the time because we did have houses out here. So that's where the RR comes that's from. That's where RR10 comes from. Okay. That means it's a rural residential 10. Rural residential 10 means one unit or one housing unit per 10 acres. Right. And there are uses that go along with the RR10 designation. Those uses are defined in the zoning code. So when you're thinking of laws, Land use is your constitution. The zoning code is the laws that like the state legislature would pass or Mm -hmm. a county municipal code would pass, which is actually what ULDC is, is municipal code. So the uses that go along with RR10 matched it, which included horse ranching, farming, some nursery uses, agriculture sales and services. Mm And residential uses. And of course, other institutional uses and schools and stuff, which can be placed basically anywhere in the county. Churches. Churches, right. Those are institutional uses, nonprofit institutions. So they can be placed anywhere in the county. So that's where we started in the 80s. We, as a community, have been very adamant since the 80s in keeping it that way. And that's where we still are right now. Right. And in um, late 80s, early 90s, there was a group out here that kind of coalesced to form the Jupiter Farms Neighborhood Plan, which was adopted in 94 by the BCC. And I guess we don't consider those laws, we don't consider them an official overlay, but the county mentions it numerous times when they are doing any kind of planning or zoning changing anything out here and i think that we are incredibly fortunate to have that right because it's held up and it really spells out what we want out here our neighborhood plan grew out of the creation of the zoning out here mm-hmm. and then on all of a sudden in the mid 80s i think 1985 86 they opened up the interstate and then everybody wanted to move to jupiter farms including commercial Mm-hmm. And that's when the Jupiter Farm Shopping Center was proposed. Right. And that's when our Jupiter Farms community really said, not in our backyard. Right. Because the shopping center wanted to be three like, times the size that they are. 150 acres. Yeah. Three times the size that they are. I think it was mitigated to 40. Yeah. And so, yeah. <laughs> it was a huge fight in the community. Some people wanted the shopping center. A lot of people hated the shopping center. It was... A very divisive time, but it was also a big coalescing time for the farms. That's when we created the Jupiter Rural Residence at the time. That's when we created the Jupiter Farmer, um, because remember, we didn't have social media in the mid-80s. Right. We're fortunate now that we can get on Facebook and say, And do hey, that every hour if click we have to. Here, yeah. um, to do this, and, and it works. Exactly. Yes. But that being said, the meeting that we had here four weeks ago we had over 350 people here. Right. With just with a few days I notice. I think it was, yeah, four days notice. It was a few days, which is amazing. Yeah. And we had that kind of turnout at those early meetings wow. too, because, and more. Mm-hmm. I mean, we would overflow this, the cafeteria at the Jupiter Elementary School. Wow. And that's a big spot. Yeah. RR, rural residential, 10 meaning 
lots of 10 acres. Sizes of lots, So here's, yes. here's a question. Not every residence out here is on 10 acres. How did that platting come about where we have a good amount of 1.25 acres? Correct. Was that, that was obviously... It was before, before the 1980s. Mm-hmm. Um, all of the land that was in the farms that's less than 10 acres was platted out before the mid-80s. Right. Before anything comprehensive came to Palm Beach County. Gotcha. So what they call it is an antiquated subdivision. Okay. And those would be non-conforming lots? They are all non Almost all of them are non-conforming lots. I live on an antiquated subdivision. We are antiquated. Um. Okay, that covers what the RR10 is. Now, we're also ag, which we've kind of covered. Right. We're also ag RSA. Right. We are agriculture residential in the rural service area. Explain. And that's what RSA means. Explain. <laughs> so there are agriculture residential properties throughout the county. Some of them are in urban service areas. USA. They're in USA. We're in RSA. We're in RSA. We're going to keep it. And rural service areas just means it's a different level of service. So people complain about their taxes and blah, 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 blah. The thing is, in in an RSA, in a rural service area, we get fewer services. That's what you buy into when right. you buy a piece of property in the rural service area. So we don't have common utilities. We don't have libraries in every five-mile radius. We don't have a hospital out here. We don't have those kinds of what you would think of as urban services in our bus, rural bus lines. bus lines. And so the neighborhood plan was created at that same time between the mid 80s and the early 90s. Right. It took a long time because it was about like herding chickens because we are a very diverse minded community. And that whole effort took a very long time because what we really wanted was a consensus of everyone that was there to agree to this is the vision that we see of as Jupiter Farms. The idea was to keep this as rural and as an equestrian area as possible. So we were trying to figure out all of the things that might create that as an overlay on top of the county regulations that any developer would have to comply by. Interesting. And, And even if you look in the shopping center, you know, our McDonald's does not look like a normal McDonald's. It has a porch. It yes. is very different. Was it no false? Uh, the, no falsies. There's no false um, rooftops. So like you can't have a mansard roof with something hidden behind it unless it's got a certain amount of square footage. But all of the small outbuildings that are in the shopping center that all are required to have porches right. and horizontal lap siding. Which gives it a much nicer it feel. It gives it a rural and, yeah. feel. It also covers the signs on the shopping center. Mm-hmm. And so, height of buildings, I know, is building. in there. Colors is, is in there. Hours of operation. Hours of operation. So now <laughs> we have a little bit of an issue. Yeah. A, a, big, a big bit of an issue. There's somebody that wants to come to town and change the land use. Correct. On uh, Rocky Pines and Indian Town Road. And... The question isn't the use, you know, wh- whether it would be soccer or any other commercial recreational use. If you go down south, you can see these golf driving ranges that are on properties that are actually a little bit smaller than this. And they're, it's an allowed use in commercial recreation. There's a lot of allowed uses in commercial recreation. And it takes a land use change and 
what does that mean? So the first part is you said it's a, it's not really about the use, but it is about the use first because this developer wanted to come in first and create a commercial recreation zoning in our rural residential 10 land use. Right. And there are a couple of spots in the county where that does exist, but the county, when this was brought to their attention, took a look at it and said, no, 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 that is not a consistent use for that land use. So right. it wasn't a consistent zoning category for the land use. So then the developer said, well, then what we really want to do is change the land use. So we've faced changes in zoning before, and that's easier to do because the code says what is an allowed zoning use in a land use category. So there's a whole list in the documents. It says that you're allowed to have a, a feed store and you're allowed to have a nursery, mm-hmm. all of these uses that are allowed, which are kind of quasi-commercial, but agriculture in intent right. that are allowed in the rural residential tenues. Commercial recreation is not. Right. So in order to have that facility in Jupiter Farms, they have to change that underlying land use from RR10 to CRE, which is commercial recreation. Commercial recreation in Palm Beach County means you can build the South Florida Fair. I mean, that is... A water park. I mean, yeah. yeah. Rapids. Lion yeah. Country Safari yeah. is commercial recreation. There's not a lot of them in Palm Beach County, but the ones that are, I mean, these are what's built. Right. The amphitheater at the fairgrounds. You can have, as a use in that land use category, you can have amphitheaters, rodeos, outdoor motorsports parks. You could have an ATV track on that property. I think a movie theater would actually be allowed because it says indoor. If, right. Yeah. And, and, the, and the thing is about commercial recreation land use, you're correct. It's both indoor and outdoor uses. I mean, there are a multitude of uses, which when we look at them and when professionals look at them, you can say these are not agriculture in intent. Right. Right. And I think that's what the county code really looks at is what uses are agriculture in intent. And none of those recreation uses are that. Right. So I think it was reassuring to see that the county staff, when they were presented with this proposal, when the professionals and the county staff all looked at it and said, this is not consistent with the RR10 area that you are in mm-hmm. and they recommended denial thank god they did well they did and, and very and strongly o- and not only that the planning commission thanks to jupiter farms also coming out in full force at the planning commission meeting the first of the meetings and the planning commission has also recommended denial and but we the, have to remember that the planning commission is really only advisory well they are an advisory group so they're advice along with staff advice will now go to the board of county commissioners and they're going to have their vote on it on april 29th so it means that jupiter farms residents has to do it all over again we've got to send the emails again we've got to go and talk to commissioners and is that going to be the end i mean if 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 we convince the commissioners that the staff report is correct that the planning commission's advice is correct and they vote this down what happens then then the applicant needs to find something else to do with the land. 
So there's not another way that he can come back and do this all over again? Not as commercial recreation. There are restrictions in the code, and I don't know them off the top of my head, as to how many times you can bring something back for consideration. Mm -hmm. And there's a time lapse that has to happen before you can bring it back. And I'm not sure that they can even bring back the exact same thing. So technically, it's a free country. You can do what you want with your money and your property. And I think that there is a way that someone could come back, but it would be a new application. Mm -hmm. So the short answer is, if the county commission says no, the answer is no. Right. So that's what we have to aim for. Right. If the county commission in a different universe, you know, in uh, uh, one of the other Earths said yes, it is a multiverse after all. Right, it is a multiverse. Is that a DC or a <laughs> Marvel a, thing? It's both. It could it's be both. both. Yeah. Oh, God. You gotta keep, keep track up of with it. Um, let's say that this thing got approved. It's not an approval. So the tricky thing with land use approvals is that it's a multi-step project. Mm-hmm. So if the county commission in the alternate universe says, yes, all they're saying is that, yes, we will transmit this change to Tallahassee. All land use changes need to go to Tallahassee for a stamp of approval. But, but I would imagine that's probably a rubber stamp. It's a rubber stamp. Because they're going to say the county commission voted on this. Okay, boom. It's a rubber stamp. And that's a whole different topic. In yeah. The- so it's a rubber stamp. So then it comes back and there is a second hearing. And that's the point is that it's not a one hearing process. It's a two hearing process. Transmittal. And then and approval. approval. Right. So we could stop it at the transmittal. And you can stop it at approval. And you can stop it at the approval. And but, okay. it's, but it's much easier and less messy to stop it at the transmission. Right. And really, when you look at it, why would you change your comprehensive plan if all of your professionals say it's a bad idea to do so? I was under the impression that, good point. that spot zoning is it, not legal. This is not spot zoning. It seems to me, I mean, if you, if you just kind of overview it, it looks like they're changing the land use on this parcel. Right, but it's land use, it's not zoning, so it's not considered spot. Oh, so this is a tricky way to get around. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So throw some more money at it and we're not going to just change it on this lot. We're going to change it for. But your argument would come into play if it does get through transmittal. Because if this project gets approved at transmittal. In the alternate universe. In the alternate universe where Loki resides. (laughs) Loki. (laughs) um, What happens is that the developer will then move forward with their zoning application because even though they're doing land use they also have to do a zoning application for this project so they have to apply the correct zoning category on the project and they have to have a site plan approved by the zoning commission and then the board of county commissioners which would so that all has to be ready for that that BCC approval after the transmittal. Yes. Coming back to that, then they still have the issue that staff said 150,000 times that this is too intense for the property. Correct. It's too dense. It's Correct. it's surrounded by residential. So that would be a whole other hurdle they'd have to get where that, staff already said, don't do it. And that's why zoning has been sitting in on the planning meetings Got it. so that okay. they understand what this 
whole process has been going as their background when they start looking at the full application. Now, there is already an application has been sent in, but that will probably be changed once they get mm-hmm. through this kind of little process. Because these are happening concurrently. They will, they will end up happening at the same meeting. So <sighs> if, if the transmittal goes through... In alternate universe. Right. Then the zoning application and the planning application will likely be heard at the same meeting. Okay. We're still in the alternate universe. Okay. That all happens. Yes. What happens to Jupiter Farms going ahead well, two, three, five, ten years? What What is the ramifications? Normally, when a zoning application comes in to change a property to commercial, there are a list of requirements that have to be met, including an analysis of whether or not that property is contiguous with existing commercial or like uses. Mm-hmm. Okay? So normally and this gets into your spot zoning thing, normally you cannot pluck a property from the middle of a residential neighborhood and make it commercial. So right now, if town and country feed did not exist Mm -hmm. and had not been there for 40 years, if someone wanted to come in and say, we wanted to make this a commercial spot way down here on Jupiter Farmers Road, county staff would be like, you're insane. Go back to Lokiville because this is not your universe. The question that we're going to have with this commercial recreation spot is, can you do that same thing with commercial recreation? Hmm. Because this spot is three miles from the commercial center of Jupiter Farms. Right. There's no commercial that it is contiguous with. There's no commercial recreation that it is contiguous with. There's nothing even remotely close in land use intent that this is contiguous with. It's got natural lands and residential properties all the way around it. Right. So how does the county justify with their evidence, because it's actually a quasi-judicial determination, that this is actually an approval? a whole different ball of wax when you're doing zoning. And if they did, back to that alternate universe, if they did and that soccer complex exists, then what happens around that? Because that's, now you have a commercial property and it's not leapfrogging. It's not leapfrogging. And that's exactly the point that we make when so we the say- So tw- the 20 acres across the street so, that the archdiocese has been sitting on for 40 years, all of a sudden they go ching the right. you know the property that we paid you know maybe 5 grand for right. we can now sell for 15 million or, let's cash out or how about the RV park that's Caddy Corner mm. and what if they sell and say and the new owner comes in and says hey across the street's commercial recreation we want part of that yeah and they change things up there so you're so, basically starting a whole new commercial zone that can spread three out miles, from that Three miles away from our existing commercial facility, which we would argue is contrary to the comprehensive plan and the zoning code and the intent of the whole rural tier development that we have. Wow. Now, when we say these things to the county staff, well, you're opening it up or it's a domino, it's 
all of these kinds of things, they will say, quite honestly, that there is no such thing as precedent setting in zoning or land use. Really? Because it says that in the code. I mean, it specifically says this is not going to be precedent for anything else. It's a legality that they can say that because it's just a legality. However, the public perception and including the public perception of the decision makers that sit on the county commission dais Mm -hmm. is that, well, it's here, so why can't we put it right next to it? Right. So even though legally... Legally, it's not a precedent-setting thing. Yeah. It's going to set a precedent. It is. Right. It totally is. It totally opens the door. Not only that, but if they can get away with it on that spot on Jupiter, on Indian Town Road, what happens to the rest of Indian Town Road? Sure. Absolutely. And this is something that we did in our universe here from County when they kind of looked at us and said, well, you guys were the ones who wanted it, bringing it full circle, RR10. Right. Somebody who owns that land, they can't subdivide it. They can't make it two lots. They can't make it 20 lots to build single family housing. So they kind of looked at us going, well. What do you expect? Yeah. Yeah. I think they just don't know us very well. Yeah, that was obvious. (laughs) There is a lack of institutional knowledge in county staff and a lack of institutional knowledge on the county commission with regards especially to Jupiter Farms because all of the turnover that happens in staff and, and with term limits on the county commission, people don't know the history. So it's our job as community leaders to really educate them in what we stand for in Jupiter Farms, what our neighborhood plan is and what it means to us. And yeah, we're going to say one in 10 and we're going to stand for it. Right. Well, one of the things that I thought was wonderful is when we had the zoning commission here and we had 350 plus people out, as all of a sudden you look over the crowd and you see former Commissioner Karen Marcus, who was institutional, speaking of institutional memory, institutional in helping to get a lot of our preserved lands preserved. And a lot of what Jupiter Farms looks like today is in part due to what she did when she was on the commission and represented District 1. And to have her introduced and basically said, this isn't an inappropriate use. I think that that spoke volumes. And, and mind you, this was already after the staff had come up with their decision to deny the applicant. So it's recommendation not like she, or, excuse me, or the, to deny to deny the, the recommendation, the recommendation to, deny. to deny. I hate legal stuff. <laughs> um, so I think that spoke volumes. I don't know if we could get her to come out again in front of the board of county commissioners and say that. Come on. Karen. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was it was very heartwarming to see her there and to help. And to stand up for what we believe in in Jupiter Farms, which is not just, and it's a good point, it's not just RR10, right? We don't just stand up for RR10. We stand up for all of the natural lands and parks lands that we have surrounding us. Right. And because, to a large part, all of those parks and natural lands surround us because of us. Right. You know, we have been advocates for the purchase and preservation of the lands around us so that we don't end up looking like Broward County. And I think that's what frustrates me. I know that, you know, there are people sitting on the county commission. There are people sitting on the planning commission. And 
I'm not saying anything against them, but they might live in South County in an HOA that they look at this and they go, what are you complaining about? That's exactly you know, what they're looking at a lot of green going. You're looking at that little dot. Make it a soccer field. It's exactly the perception that we've been fighting for 30 years. Yeah. And at the planning hearing, so many people stood up and said, this is our neighborhood plan. This is our yeah. area. And, and well, did staff, a great job of educating that them. too. Yeah. Staff mentioned it in their report numerous times. It's just inappropriate for our area. Well, as is any other commercial, and you know, they keep saying commercial recreation isn't the same as commercial, even though all of these other commercial uses can come in, right. like a concession, a, concession a, a pro shop, all of these. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a retail sales. Absolutely. Retail sales is commercial last time I looked, mm-hmm. but it's not just commercial recreation that we've been fighting off. You know, it's actual commercial retail right. that we've commercial been fighting anything. off. Commercial everything that yeah. we've been fighting. I think this is really important because there are so many people that come here and they know why they're coming here. Yeah. They, they, they love our dark skies. They love our rural qualities, but maybe they moved from a city and maybe they kind of say, well, you know what? Although I haven't heard anybody say, I want the soccer field. That's not true. That's I heard not true. One we've, guy. We've, well, we've heard and also the hearing, the one the, man. Well, the, the, there's one, the wife of the coach and the her wife friend, of the coach. And then the gentleman spoke one, yeah. one person, I guess we had. Yeah, he's, he's a developer. 70 in lives out opposition. But I, not even that he was a developer. His, he said he he's was for it because I know, the develop, I know the developer for a long right. time and he's a good man. Yeah. So, so that here's, wasn't a. Here's the difference, though, between. I mean, these folks are. The old term is carpetbaggers. Right. You know what a mm-hmm. carpetbagger is. So mm-hmm. we know these folks are carpetbaggers because of the way that they've approached us mm-hmm. and the way that they've not worked with us through these few months. Right. And they also haven't come in with knowing what our restrictions would be. Right. None of the folks that really regularly work with us would have come in with this project. And here is the example. There's a proposal right now in the Park of Commerce mm-hmm. for a variance to right. occur for a property that they want to develop. Now, the Park of Commerce borders our Section 16 and Jupiter Farms and also borders Calusa. And it's zoned for? Zoned for industrial. industrial. It is an industrial park, right. and it's been there since early 80s. Mm-hmm. So right next to the automotive transfer facility, mm-hmm. which is very noisy and has lights and this and that and the other, and there's nothing we can do about that right. because they were a use before that portion of the farms was developed. But one of their vacant properties is coming in, and they're requesting a variance so that they don't have to have lights. Right. They want to not have to be forced to have these security security lights lights because they have another facility up in northern florida and they've been using infrared security cameras that are much more effective at catching anybody who's doing any kind of vandalism and it won't have the spillover into the canal or into a residential so they're asking for permission to do less to be friendlier than what the yeah right but the developer representative that works with them right we could say her name Joni Brinkman Joni Brinkman she gave us a call has worked with us before Mm -hmm. on many different projects and has heard our arguments before about different proposals and and this was already boiled in and baked into their plan exactly knowing that Jupiter Farms was going to raise our hand and say hey what about she knew it and she and had she it included. had it, and she had it included, yeah. because she's not a carpetbagger, right? right? 
because she knows this area and she knows our concerns and and she cares and she cares. So it's kind of obvious that the developer on the soccer fields doesn't know us, doesn't <laughs> know us and fill in the blanks. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and right it's up. the difference between a developer working with our community and developers that just really don't give a damn. Well, what about, um, cause we're, we're speaking about other projects that have gotten in. What about the RV park? The motor coach. Okay. Park. So the that's RV got its own po- story as well. Oh my gosh. The RV park was, um, what we call Jenko gardens before it was a park. It was a nursery and it was a holdout property from the purchase of the Cypress Creek purchase. So mm-hmm. Cypress Creek, which is the Palm Beach County natural area, which surrounds Jenko gardens was purchased because in our, our Jupiter farms advocacy for it. Right as well as the county's advocacy and a number of other things. But, but there was one but guy. Because of us. But there was one guy who held out. So he wanted to, and he went in cahoots with another group to make an RV park. Right. We sued him to stop it mm-hmm. because it's an obnoxious use in the middle of a natural area. Right. And they were going to be draining into the natural area. They were going to have septic at the time, which would leach right into the Cypress Creek natural area. Right. And we fought it tooth and nail. We did everything we could. I mean, we did. We took them to court, spent thousands of dollars and lost Hmm. to fight the RV park. And we got as much as we could with regards to a fire break around their property. They have a required, which is on their property, not on the Urm property to have the drive around. Different restrictions that we have on them. But it's, it's really kind of a sore spot because we did try to fight them. Yeah. We did not allow them to come in. They don't fit in our agriculture residential area. But according to... But according to code, they could have been, and so they were approved. What is that? A planned... Not a planned unit of development. It's PIP? A, it's, a, it's a planned unit of development, but it's a different an acronym. It's PIPD or something yeah. to that effect. And you can only have those on 20 acres or more. Yep. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So, and, that, and technically, it's still residential. Yeah. Technically, it is still residential, even though they can own their lots in there. It's not considered a residential density. Right. Right. It's a strange way of looking at it in the code, but it is it is what it is because it's a PIPD and not straight zoning. If it were straight zoning, it would be like six units an acre. Right. Um, but it's RVs and it's an PIPD and it's it's a different animal. And we did fight it. And we fought it all the way we could. Did that original owner come out on top? No, he did not. So he probably should have just sold it for the 130-something I acre. think that whole troop, the original troop that was involved. Went under. All, they all <laughs> went under. Yeah. Okay. Right. Wow. This has been interesting. incredibly boring. Inf- no, I think it's really <laughs> No, you know, here, I'll say it again. Susan has forgotten more than I will ever know. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Yeah, no, I mean, this is part of, you know, we're talking about Karen Marcus with the institutional knowledge, um, North County and countywide, because she was on the commission for so long. Susan, you are Jupiter Farms institutional knowledge. And, um, you know, I know that. Well, let me interrupt you. Let me interrupt you because, and and I will honestly tell you when I don't know something, which is, I guess. No, it it happened once. But, you know, back to what it was nice to see um, Commissioner Marcus at the meeting the other night. It's also nice to see so many others of the older 
residents, not just older residents, but residents long-time who have been residents. here for a very Families long time. Families that have been here. There were people who were there who helped write the neighborhood plan. Yep. Um, and they stepped up to the microphone. And they and sure did. They had words to say. They sure did. So it's really nice to know that when we send out the flare, those folks can come to our aid. Right. And just to let you know, that flare will be going up again in the beginning of April. The um, next meeting, that is going to be the transmittal hearing uh, in front of the BCC, the Board of County Commissioners, is going to happen April 29th. So we're probably going to be doing a concerted, coordinated effort in the beginning of April when the newsletter goes out, when the Jupiter Farmer goes out, with information on how and what's best manner to communicate your thoughts and feelings to the Board of County Commissioners. And look, let's face it, this is not going to get any easier. Over, over the years, we are going to be coming under that target more and more because people look at an over-the-head map and they say, oh, look, there's green space. And I think that that's something that we should be looking at in the next few years is to what kind of additional protections we may be able to apply to Jupiter Farms in our surrounding area and whether the county commission would be open to to doing those so, sorts of things. So maybe like a Jupiter Farms overlay. Yeah, maybe something. Interesting. Yeah. I like that idea. Hey, hey, you're smart. Let's keep that. Yeah. All right. Well, we've reached the end of another Jupiter Farms Residence podcast. Thank you for joining us. Remember, coming up in February in Jupiter Farms, we have JFR's February meeting, which falls on February 11th at 7 p.m. at the Jupiter Farms Park Pavilion. We have staff from Palm Beach County's ERM and ERM Extension as our guest speakers. So please come out and join us. We'll also have updates on all the issues out here in the farms. Well, not all the issues, but, you know, the ones we can talk about. This is Leap Month, so the Talking Trash Community Cleanup is scheduled twice, once for Saturday, February 1st, and again on February 29th, both at 8 a.m. at Jupiter Farms Park Pavilion. Community hours are awarded along with great prizes, so come on out and pitch in and help out your community. February 20th is the Sirwicket Monthly Board of Supervisors meeting, also held at the Pavilion here in Jupiter Farms at 7 p.m. And remember, our third annual JFR shootout is on February 8th, so you still have a couple of days to hit up our ticket-selling site by clicking on the shootout graphic on our webpage at jupiterfarmsresidence.com. So there you go. It's a lot of information. Hit the rewind button. Listen to us all again. And once again, folks, thanks for listening to the JFR podcast. And be sure you hit that subscribe button so you'll be notified when new episodes release. And please share it with your neighbors and friends. Our many, many thanks to Susan Kennedy of the Jupiter Farms Environmental Council and the JFR Advisory Board and all-around treasure trove of Jupiter Farms information. Thank you all for doing what you do to help us. So, thank you to Someone Talk Media and David Guggenheim for his direction and engineering, and our thanks to you, the listener, for streaming and tuning in to the Jupiter Farms Residence Podcast. Take care, and we'll be speaking with you again before long from the farm. So say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye! Jupiter Farms Residence Podcast. May I also add that Susan takes great cat pictures? No, oh. no, you, no, you may not. I'm adding it. You may not. I'm allowed to. I'll get it taken out of the podcast. <sighs> David, you know what to do. I will remove that. That's right. Don't, don't.
crush under his threats. You know what cat's a euphemism for, right, kids? That'll get taken out now. (laughs) You and your puritanical editing. So people complain about their taxes and blah, 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 blah. Is that a chicken? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they really do. About my they taxes. do cluck about their taxes and yeah. how they're not getting the services. This has been a production of someone talkmedia.com.